Hey, this is Mr. Fox of the I Refuse Podcast, I Refuse Podcast After Dark, and of course, The Usual Suspects. I just realized that after we did that episode about Kevin Spacey, I didn't even take the chance to give you guys context as to the story we were talking about. So, this past Thursday, October, what was that, the 20th, I believe, a jury sided with Kevin Spacey and one of the lawsuits that derailed the film star's career. Shout out to the Associated Press for this story. Finding that he did not sexually abuse Anthony Rapp, then 14, while both were relatively unknown actors, and Broadway plays in 1986. The verdict in the civil trial came with lightning speed. Jurors at a federal court in New York deliberated for little more than an hour before deciding that Rapp hadn't proved his allegations. When the verdict was read, Spacey dropped his head and hugged his lawyers. He didn't speak to reporters as he left the courthouse. We're very grateful to the juror for seeing through these false allegations, said his attorney, Jennifer Keller. What's next is Mr. Spacey's going to be proven that he's innocent of anything he's been accused of. That there was no truth to any of the allegations, she said. A reference to other sexual misconduct claims against the actor including criminal charges in England. During the trial, Rapp testified that Spacey had invited him to his apartment for a party, then approached him in a bedroom after the other guests left. He said the actor, then 26 at the time, picked him up and laid partially on top of him on a bed before he wiggled away and fled as an inebriated Spacey asked if he was sure he wanted to leave. In his sometimes tearful testimony, Spacey told the jury it never happened, and he would never have been attracted to someone who was 14. The lawsuit sought $40 million in damages. Rapp and his lawyers also left the courthouse without speaking to reporters. In his closing statements to the jury Thursday, Rapp's lawyers, Richard Steigman, accused Spacey of lying on the witness stand. He lacks credibility, Steigman said. Sometimes the simple truth is the best. Sometimes the simple truth is that this happened. Rap 50 and Spacey 63 each testified over several days at the three-week trial. Rap's claims and those of others abruptly interrupted what had been a soaring career for the two-time Academy Award-winning actor who lost his job on the Netflix series House of Cards and saw other opportunities dry up. Rap is a regular on TV's Star Trek Discovery and was part of the original Broadway cast of Rent. Spacey faced charges in Massachusetts that he groped a man at a bar, allegations that were later dropped by prosecutors. Three months ago, he pleaded not guilty in London to charges that he sexually assaulted three men between 2004 and 2015 when he was the artistic director at the Old Vic Theatre in London. A judge in Los Angeles this summer approved an arbitrator's decision to order Spacey to pay $30.9 million to the makers of House of Cards for violating his contract by sexually harassing crew members. The Associated Press does not usually name people alleging sexual assault unless they come forward publicly, as Rapp has done. At the trial... Spacey testified that he was sure the encounter with Rapp never happened, in part because he was living in a studio apartment 
rather than the one bedroom that Rap cited, and he never had a gathering beyond a housewarming. I knew I wouldn't have any sexual interest in Anthony Rapp or any child that I knew, he told Joris. During her closing arguments to the jury, Kelly suggested reasons Rapp imagined the encounter with Spacey or made it up. It was possible, she said, that Rapp invented it based on his experience performing in Precious Sons, a play in which actor Ed Harris picks up Rapp's character and lays on top of him, mistaking him briefly for his wife before discovering it is his son. She also suggested that Rapp later grew jealous that Spacey became a megastar while Rapp had smaller roles in smaller shows after his breakthrough performance in Broadway's Rent. Fame did not follow him, Keller said. Mr. Rapp's coach has turned into a pumpkin. So here we are today, and Mr. Rapp is getting more attention from this trial than he has in his entire acting career, Keller said. She said Rapp is well known now because he's taken down one of Hollywood's biggest actors. During two days of testimony, Spacey expressed regret for a 2017 statement he issued when Rapp first went public, in which he said he didn't recall the encounter, but if it happened, I owe him the sincerest apologies for what would have been a deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. Dabbing his eyes with a tissue, Spacey said he'd been pressured by publicists and lawyers into issuing an empathetic statement at a time when the hashtag MeToo movement made everyone in the industry nervous. I've learned a lesson which is never apologize for something you didn't do, he said. He also cried as he said he regretted revealing publicly that he was gay the same day as Rapp's accusations surfaced because some interpreted his announcement as an effort to change the subject or deflect from Rapp's revelations. Spacey had testified that he spoke at the trial about deeply personal matters, telling the jury his father was a white supremacist and neo-Nazi who berated him as gay because he liked the theater. Spacey also gave courtroom spectators a brief taste of his acting chops when he imitated his Broadway co-star at the time, Jack Lemmon. He had testified earlier that his ability at impressions aided him in his acting career. This story has been updated to correct the day of the week in the lead paragraph to Thursday, not Tuesday. This story is courtesy of Larry Neumeister and Tom Hayes at the Associated Press, published on October 20, 2022. Now let's get into the episode. The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects. Mr. Fox and Abstract Sagittarius. So, I'm choosing Mr. Fox to highlight this story, and I'll get into why. So, a few days ago, last Thursday, a jury sided with Kevin Spacey in one of the lawsuits that derailed, listen, that derailed his career, finding he did not sexually abuse Anthony Rapp, then 14 in the 80s while both were relatively unknown actors in Broadway plays. The verdict, uh, shout out to the Associated Press for this story. The verdict in the civil trial came with lightning speed. Jurors at a federal court in New York deliberated for little more than an hour <coughs> deciding that Rep hadn't proved his allegations. When the verdict was read, Spacey dropped his head and hugged his lawyers. Um, so... 
During the trial, Rap testified that Spacey had invited him to his apartment for a party, then approached him in a bedroom after the other guests left. He said the actor, then 26, picked him up and laid partially on top of him on a bed before he wiggled away and fled as an inebriated Spacey asked if he was sure he wanted to leave. Correct and, me if I'm wrong. Is this the same the same 14-year-old with the party and the 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 show shit? Is this the same one? The show. Yeah, like they met on like for a stage place. I don't know if it was Broadway or not. I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that. But they were introduced to each other because they were doing a play together. And he was invited to is this the one that he did the the op-ed for I think BuzzFeed? When it came out and he was invited to a party, he went to the party, but because the party was like people he wasn't familiar with, whatever the case may be, he went to go watch TV in Kevin Spacey's room. And then like after the party was over, Kevin Spacey was supposedly drunk and allegedly, let me just say allegedly for all of this, because I'm recalling it off of my brain because I don't rem- it came out a while ago. Um, but Kevin Spacey supposedly like came in a room and like made a pass at him and if I'm not mistaken, he tried to lay on top of him or something like that or whatever. The boy pushed him off or whatever and left. But I believe that they met because they were working together on a play. And he invited them to this pub. Hmm. Is this the same situation? Same for You said it happened so, in the 80s, right? So there was... So I don't know if it's this story, but I do remember hearing pre-pandemic about a woman who was the mother of like an 18, 19 year old um, that claimed that during I think the weekend of a film <coughs> they had they were having a party I think on a boat somewhere. Yeah, that was another that was a most recent that was a more recent situation. Not like within like two years or nothing like that okay so that that part so what you're talking about i'm i don't it probably could be um he is facing um more more possible trials and more lawsuits um in other countries or cities or something I be- yeah, because I believe the more recent one didn't happen in the United States. Okay. Um, but the the one with the the one that happened back in the day, um, that one happened in New York, and if I'm not mistaken, when they went to one of these one of these situations went to trial. I want to say maybe last year, maybe mm. the year before, within the past two years, went to trial and the person who made the accusations either switched their story up or wouldn't cooperate on trial. It was whatever one that actually was aired. It came on, you know how uh, headline news shows some court trials, some trials and stuff like that. I believe it was on that. But whoever it was kind of like, I guess in a legal sense, retracted their story. 
And I don't know if this is the follow-up to that or if this is from the other situation. Hmm. I'm going to be real honest with you. You ever seen um, American Beauty? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Okay. And I think you told me what you're about to say, where it was like, it hit different now or something like that? That shit hits really different now. It's really, really, really different now. And it's literally like, I have, a, I, I think it's a beautiful movie. It's just creepy as hell. Even now, you know what I mean? Just, but then it's also like not as creepy being that we know that that's not really his cup of tea. So, but I don't know. Um, that shit is a mess. So, so about American Beauty, for me, there were, it's, it's a great movie, like, stories are great, like, I like those kind of movies anywhere where it's like, there are different stories being told, different experiences, like, he's going through a middle, a midlife crisis, midlife crisis, but he is exploring he's exploring that in a predatory way very much so um to where he is fantasizing about his daughter's high school friend who is not even legal um not even close to being legal not even close (laughs) not even close right but there's so much going on in that movie that people it didn't connect for a lot of people. I don't, well, some people do know, but it's like, aside from that, not to downplay it, like that movie is great. It is. I mean, Um, it it shows how different people in one family are going through personal changes. Right. That nobody knows about that you get to see and how it ultimately affects them individually. And then how it affects them when they come together. And how it also affects people in their neighborhood. Let me tell you something. That that guy that with the damn camera. I like him. He always trust trust and believe. And still to this day he would. Like he he could definitely fold me. Still to this day. It's the eyes. Them eyes and them eyebrows. And the eye, yeah. It looks so intense. I said all the time. I gotta I gotta pause this movie and take a cold shower. Like I don't even know his name, but I know his face. So every time I because I just seen him in something recently. So we we can get we can unpack that later, but also there's another guy in that movie that still Mm. does it for me. Um sorry, you know, I just I probably need to unpack my attraction to older white men. Um, the what, what is it? The Realty King? Oh my gosh, Buddy Kane. Is that his name? The character's name? Yeah. The one that she's having the affair with, and she pulls mm-hmm. up in the drive-through, and her husband's yeah, working. Yeah, he's another one. He's oh. definitely another one. Peter, I one hundred percent agree. Peter. Peter Gallagher. You are correct. Peter Gallagher. Yes. 
Yes, that hey, look, his his daughter or wife or whoever the fuck she is has a TikTok, and he's in one of them. Well, he's probably in several of her TikToks. Mm. He's in the kitchen making a sandwich, just just singing a little ditty. <laughs> Yo, he still got them eyebrows. And I'm saying of here, like I just watched him as something recently. He still has the same face and that, mm-hmm. that thick. You know what? Let me. Um, Do you watch um American Horror Story? I haven't in a while, but we need to stay on topic. We need to stay on topic. I'm I was sorry. Supposed okay, to be, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This story up because I'm going to play the usual suspect today. Okay. Now, yes, Kevin Spacey, predatory in real life. And the usual suspect in real life. Right. <laughs> Kaiser, Mr. Kaiser Sose. Let's, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Grabby, um, lacks self-control, lacks impulse control, um, gets carried away on the on the juice. Um, I am going to play the usual suspect in this story because here's the here's the issue with the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 gotten to the size of a mountain that people just absolutely either go along with or just refuse stand back and be like, wait a minute. Like it's it's gotten to this point where without critical thinking, without like a second glance, like you got a simple misunderstanding rolled up into this movement. You have bitter people rolled up into this movement. You have power hungry people that get off on targeting people rolled up into this movement. Like at some point when I was looking at a lot of the stories coming out, it's like some of these sound more like pick me. Mm-hmm. Pick me two movements, you know, <clears throat> and you know it's a case of where all it takes is a person to use cer- certain buzzwords and turn things. Like you, you look at a story like this and you read assault. People instantly think, "Oh, you out here raping niggas? You out here drugging niggas? You out here like?" coming on niggas from bumping uglies. You're doing a whole lot of you're doing a whole lot of stuff. And it's I'm not above looking at the person that has the allegation or has, is the source of the story mm-hmm. without you know a motive. Like I just feel like some of this stuff is because it's popular to because everybody that's looking at the Me Too movement is aware of what the outcome of the goal is, is always going to be is that, oh, you're losing your job. You're losing opportunities. You, you need to go down. And it's mm-hmm. not even in a court of law. It's just a court of public opinion. And that's all it takes. Right. And it's like not. <clears throat> 
and and people look at that and they and they intentionally do shit like that from a misunderstanding from somebody laying on you and you you say oh he assaulted me and it's like it i think the turning point for me is when <clears throat> i watched um american crime story impeachment right mm-hmm. um which that season was about not only about bill clinton and monica Lewinsky, but you know the paula jones thing and the i think it was the diane downs thing and you know that <clears throat> that whole saga playing out in real time was part of my childhood too right Mm-hmm. And watching this that season of the show opened my eyes to a lot of things. To where <clears throat> the the gist of the drama was about semantics. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, Paula Jones, you want to sue or take Bill Clinton to court. Because you felt like you were sexually harassed. Or mm-hmm. um, I don't think she used the word assault, but I think once she got to the lawyers, and because at that point, the Clintons <clears throat> were hated for a lot of things politically. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. a lot of people didn't agree with them, whether it's like a past beef or whatever they're doing from the white house or from Capitol Hill, like it's not, I started to notice that really more so the lawyers and there was a woman that Judith light played where, you know, the, um, the conference, uh, the conference chasing women and shit like that. Like, Mm. you know, they don't have like a law background, but they, they attach themselves to, you know, stories involving women and they're in it for the drama and the um, the attention for them than they are actually for getting justice for this woman. Almost like Gloria Allred, but I'm not saying that's what she does, but that's when I say that name, you know exactly what I mean. So mm-hmm. looking at that, I was like, part of the reason why it didn't work in um, Paula's case is because he didn't violate you. Mm. He, whether he invited you up to the room or you went on your own, well, whether you were invited or you, um, somebody had you come up there, you went up there on your own. Mm Mm-hmm. And excuse me, like you're at a conference and you you claim to your lawyer that you're not at a con- at a conference to do this, but nonetheless you're in the room in Bill Clinton's hotel room. Mm-hmm. Now I'm from the streets. <laughs> <clears throat> I have. A similar case around that same time um, was involving Mike Tyson and the beauty, the beauty girl, the 
the beauty pageant girl. Right? So you get a call from Mike Tyson after midnight to come to the hotel room. He's not calling you to bring him a cookie recipe. He's not calling you to get changed for a 20. He's not calling you to come over and unpack his luggage. Like, Bill Clinton, okay, scuzzy, not, can't be trusted with a pair of meat curtains for obvious reasons. Has probably been to Arby's a shitload of times in his life. And you know what I mean when I say that. You know, that's why you sighed into the damn mic. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's Bill fucking Clinton. I was watching. So on Apple uh, Plus TV, right? Mm. There's this show called Gutsy. It's like a docuseries. And it's uh, Hillary Clinton and his um, Chelsea Clinton. And the they go around to various cities or whatever and they interview various women and it's a it's about oh. the theme of courage and all this other shit right right so in one of the episodes <clears throat> hillary there's like pictures as hillary's um explaining her story about her her marriage and her relationship with bill clinton how they met and all the other stuff. And as she's talking, there are, there are photos from back then of the two of them. And let me say, had I been legal in the seventies, I would have definitely got folded by Bill Clinton. Oh my God. Cause here's the thing. <clears throat> Bill Clinton ain't never been ugly, but go back like 50 years Oh, listen. He had a thick full of hair and a beard. And he played the saxophone. And he had they, I think this was like during their college days. I don't remember what college they were going to or law school they were going to. Had the sweater. He looked, he looked like like he looked like he chops down wood in his free time. And I saw that picture and I said, Oh, I'm definitely getting folded. Like I think so here so here's the thing. Like when I think of when I was reading this story about Spacey and rap, right? Mm-hmm. When I first heard about you know this this story that rap was saying like a couple years ago about his story in the eighties, I was like, you wait until this man is on house of cards. And it's like, we're talking like at least 40 years story didn't come out when he was on the, uh, the usual suspects. And I'm starting in the nineties, early nineties story didn't come out when he was on in seven Story didn't even come out when he was in American Beauty, like in in supporting and lead roles in films that were successful. Mm. Um, 
Now, by 2014, and he was, mind you, Kevin Spacey was in the closet, right? Mm. And nobody, nobody even thought that then. It was just like, oh, this is a, who is this guy that's like stealing the movies from all the major players in these movies or whatever? Mm. And by 2014, this is my own personal experience. I had, I was a lady of the evening one night, queen of the night, whatever you want to call it. And I had mm. a, had a makeup artist who was in town um, doing work on one of the shows in Baltimore. I don't think it was The Wire, I don't think. So I had him over. I would have him over every now and then. And one of these nights, Kevin Spacey came up. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. But Kevin mm. Spacey came up, and he was like, um, like he would tell me stuff about Kevin Spacey and Tay Diggs. Not the two of them together, let's be clear. Because um, he... He he did a lot of um, his makeup and stuff on like movies and plays and stuff. So he he mm-hmm. had some tea. I'm gonna pause you right there because I want to reiterate what he just said. There was a conversation about Kevin Spacey, and then there was a completely separate conversation about Tay Diggs. Not together. Not together. Don't manipulate it. Don't twist it. Don't make it to be what you want it to be. They were two completely separate, different, different conversations. Okay, go ahead. So I just wanted to make sure. Kevin you know Spacey, how they play with you on the internet. Right. Kevin, not like this is actually going <laughs> to... I'm just like saying, you. it like, don't matter because you know how like they like to pull up stuff from the pack. Right, right. Listen, yeah. So, no, yeah, go so ahead. He, so um, he would give me some tea um, about how, like, when he was on this uh, this movie with uh, Kevin Spacey, how Kevin Spacey would always have a guy around. Allegedly. With, with him. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you for covering my face. <laughs> would, have, would, have, <clears throat> would always have a guy around. Wasn't, wasn't part of the staff, wasn't part of production. But he'd always have a guy, a companion. Mm. Um, so it was definitely from his eyes. Everybody knew within the industry that Kevin Spacey was gay. Right. So that fast doesn't have forward, to be alleged because he said it. Go ahead. So fast forward to when um, the first round, the first couple of allegations hit the hit the light, mm. and Kevin Spacey. This is where he he lost a lot of stock with me is when he used that time to come out as gay. To so come out, right. You're you're creating this uh implicate you're just creating a very dangerous implication because it read if I don't know if it was his intention. I don't know, so I'm gonna say that first. But the way that it read was you used your sexuality as an excuse for why you did what you did. To prey on on guys. Right. It was like, oh, well, you know, I'm a gay man anyway, so, you know, I thought it was okay. That's right. how it that, read. I was like, yeah, yeah, bro, you, yeah, that's not cool. 
So on that, I'm on the same page with everybody else. Right. That part was not cool. But my point throughout all of this, I mean, it's probably half an hour to get to this point, is that still very much alive and still very much a reality is that people intentionally sprinkle buzzwords and very dangerous buzzwords Mm -hmm. for the sole purpose of getting the desired outcome that they want. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, like assault and um, violated and um, sexual assault. It's like, um, do you know what the definitions of that? Like, yeah. if if he is grabbing people um, in the j- private areas, the butt, the the dick, and the balls and stuff, and without affirmative consent, yes, that is assault. Thousand percent agree. If if the man, if a person is acting in a way that is bizarre and is acting very strange, such as rap is saying that he picked him up and laid laid him on the bed and he partially laid across him. That's weird. That's not assault. That's weird. But for you, oh, to go, that's who that is from, from rent. Yes, I forgot about it. We are talking about the same person. Okay. Yeah. So to go this far. And to escalate it to calling it sexual assault. <sighs> I'm trying to see if I can find the original um, story. And the reason why I said what played a slippery slope for me in reading it. So, was he okay he laid on top of him you managed to be able to get up right mm-hmm. he never stopped him from leaving out the room and I also believe that he asked him if he wanted to stay don't quote me because I'm gonna find it just to be sure That's but he asked him story. to stay right he told him no he did not like try to force him to stay and even walked him to the door to let him out. Um, I guess it. I have a lot of questions when it came down to that situation. Especially one because of how old he was. Why was he even allowed to go to the party in the first place? Right. Um, my second question was if 
I'm not saying that you did this with intent to insinuate anything, but when you described that you weren't comfortable with this party because you weren't familiar with the people and whatever else it was that was going on, why would you not leave in of all places that you would end up in would be his bedroom? Um, and then again, it was like I made a pass at you. I laid on top of you. I did, but I, 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 I don't get the impression it was like you weren't pinned down or restrained from being able to leave out of that situation. Does that make sense? Right. Um. Again, I don't know because I wasn't. I don't know how he was laying on top of him. I I don't know. So you know what I mean. Like, so here's the thing. This is my final point I want to make on this. Um, because I know a lot of people be like, "Oh, you're victim shaming." First of all, not a victim. What? 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 So what I want to make clear is that critical thinking should always trend like in this life Mm -hmm. because it's like you it's like (coughs) any every time that you move the goal the goal line Mm -hmm. when you sprinkle buzzwords like and sexual assault is a very legitimate thing. Because if right. it wasn't, you wouldn't have these outcomes that you have. But the, it's a double-edged sword because it's like for each claim you make under the under the these kind of buzzwords, mm-hmm. you and it's not found to be that, you're mm-hmm. taking away from actual like you're taking the credibility away from actual sexual assault victims yep and Mm. like that story you know the age-old child story of the boy that cried wolf it's like what nobody's going to believe it and it's like we continue to have these conversations on these podcasts about how Mm. we're making it harder for actual victims to be believed. If you were listening earlier, who, if you've made it this far to the episode, I hope you have like the story with the Kansas city rapist, kidnapper, serial killer targeting black women. The reason why I was allowed to go on for so long, even, even after the Kansas city police were made aware of it is because people didn't believe it or people didn't value the life lives of black Mm -hmm. women. And that's all it takes for shit to keep happening. It's like, it's this, this arrogant attitude that, Oh, it's not happening to me. So it's not real Mm -hmm. or it's not about me. So I don't see it. You know, it's like, or they're an adult. So maybe they just decided they didn't want to talk to you or they decided to leave. Right. And and people want to try to say, oh, well, 
you know, with this verdict the way that it is, this is why people don't talk. A lot of people shouldn't. Until a lot of people they find get out, it. until they are well aware of what the hell they're trying to say, like right. Because let me weird ask you a question: sexual let me ask you a question. If you you out partying, we all hanging out. We go out for your birthday, right? And we you pick the club we go to, right? And while we there, we all on the dance floor, whatever the case may be, and Somebody that you do not know walks up to you, gives you a kiss, and hands you a drink and says, happy birthday. Would you consider that sexual assault? And no. I'm not talking about just like a little peck. I'm talking about like grabs you and kisses you and walks away. Right? Or I'll take it even further. They might grab you. Okay, I have a serious question. Please forgive me for answering asking this because I really want to know and then I'll go back. Like, do the gay grab asses in gay clubs or do they grab your penis? Like, do they? They do both. I've, I've had I've had okay. guys at Pride grab me by the ass. Okay. I've had guys in the club grab me by the ass. Okay. All right. You want to do that now? Yeah. Before I ask this question? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I know what my question is. So, if again, if your interaction while you out is somebody grabbing your ass or your print, would you consider that? Are you going to report them to the police? No. Okay. If they did it, say for example, right? It may have tried to like pursue you a little bit to get you interested and you said no and they Which let you go on your merry way right and they let you go on, a, on your merry way would you consider that sexual assault no okay my question now is to everybody else and the reason why I say this is because I think the problem that comes into play is is that a lot of things that was acceptable to our grandparents is not acceptable to us a lot of things that was acceptable to our parents were not acceptable to us. A lot of things that we accepted is not accepted by our children and so on. So times change as you recognize some shit just shouldn't be okay to do to another human being, right? Just out of common decency. Um, but where does the line draw on I understand consent. I understand limits. I understand setting boundaries. And I 100% understand no means no. Um, but I want people, I want to know an honest like response to this. If a man or a woman walked up to you and said, Excuse me, ma'am. I'm attracted to you. Can I grab your butt real quick? What would you impro- like? What What would you? How would you react? How would you react? Are you gonna turn around and stick your butt cheek out and say, "Okay, yeah, that's cute"? Are you going to say, "Oh my God, you're trying to sexually assault me"? So. Or, 
Are you gonna call him a clown? Or like what would your reaction be? So I'll give the superficial gay answer. <laughs> was he cute? Or, Let's just say that he was. Or, listen. No, I'm gonna make it complicated. Let's just say that it let's just say that he was. And I'm gonna say that because in some of these situations, you're not going to go to a person that you're not attracted to. You find this person ugly, so sure, I'm gonna come get out my bed at midnight and come hang out with you. Sure. That's so let's be real. You're attracted to him. What would you do? Would you be offended? Would you be turned on? How would you react? Now, my hot ass would already be like spreading <laughs> before I even think. Um, but that's just me. Um, so, I'll, so I'll be I'll be objective about this. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for comedy's sake. Let Let's take that part out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, it's gonna have to take Thor's hammer to take that equation out of this out of this example. Um, it's gonna have to take Thor's hammer and all five of the Infinity Stones that to take that out. It's <clears throat> that bad. No. Um. All right. No, but I'll take that out of the equation. Um. Damn, it's inescapable. What was the question? <laughs> if you were out, right? Okay, enjoying your time, and an attractive man comes to you while you partying and shaking that, shaking that ass you got, right? And says, "Excuse me." I find you attractive. Can I grab your butt real quick? How would you react? I would say sure. Okay. Would you be offended? No. Okay. Would you think it was a little clownish? A little, a little bit. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I'm also not. <clears throat> I'm also not going to play somebody. In front of other people, mm-hmm. like if I felt that it was clownish, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't even. I would try to not present it on my face, and then as a Virgo, that's hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about but, to play devil's advocate here. We about. I'm about to switch it up on you. That's Good. fine. Okay. Now, same person you attracted to. You on the floor. Shaking that ass. Yes. He walk up to it and he palms you. You turn back and look. What's your reaction? If he wasn't attractive? No, you're the same person you're attracted. You're attracted to them. Only this time it's no thing is he didn't ask first. Right. He didn't ask first. There's no consent. There's no how would you react? I would be confused. Confused? 
Um, a little bit shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably ask him, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. Um, would you be offended? I don't think I would be. Okay. Would you be more offended of the approach? Or would you be offended because of the action? Ooh, that's a good one. Because that's what I want to understand when it comes down to what exactly does it mean by consent? Like, when you have these normal interactions, because let's be honest, we've all been in situations where somebody casually runs up past you and brushes up against your butt or great like there and 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 i do believe that even those interactions there's a level of aggressiveness because if somebody broadcast me and grab my city i'm gonna smack the shit out of them let's be clear but where does the line actually draw when it comes down to what is meant by consent where a man could walk up to you and ask you is this okay and you probably won't be like, this clown is a weirdo. Why are you asking me, can you grab my butt? It comes off even maybe a little pervish compared to the reaction that you get in the same scenario. They both may be attractive, but he may walk up to you and smack your ass. And you might look back and be like, oh, you cute and start dancing with him. You may be shocked because you're caught off guard about the fact that you're having a good time. And all of a sudden, you feel the impact of something hitting your butt. Absolutely. But where does the offense come into play? Is it because of the approach? Or is it because of the action? Or is it simply, no, you don't touch anybody at all in any of those situations? What does that, what does it mean? If you are on a date with somebody, right, and they drop you off, they walk you to your door, the date was great. You attracted to them. They attracted to you. Everything is great. And he goes in for the kiss. But he doesn't force himself on you. He doesn't tell you that he wants to go upstairs with you or anything of that nature. But you just might be like, no, it's not that time. He might say, you sure? And you like, no, I want to go. And he say, I respect that. And and go, y'all go your separate ways. It's because of the fact that he kissed you and you weren't expected and wasn't ready for it. He might have misread what happened and tried his hand. But respected the fact that you said no. Is that still considered assault? Are we at a point where I have to question the signs that you're giving me because it's always about body language. Read the signs. This, that, and the third, and so on, right? Are we at a point now where we actually have to physically open our mouths like we're robots and say, yes, I want you to grab my ass while I'm dancing. Yes, I want you to kiss me before the night is over with. Yes, I want you to have sex with me before the night is over. Like, are we, is that where we are now? 
Because there's a clear, there's a very big difference between those type of scenarios compared to you inviting me to your house for a business meeting at a respectable time, and I walk in your house and you open the door and your penis is hanging out. There's a very big difference with it. There's a very big difference between we being in an office and I'm coming for a business meeting and you forcing your penis down my throat for me to get a role. Right. Or for me to keep my reputation or for me to even be able to stand a chance in a career that I'm passionate behind because you will threaten my career behind closed doors and make sure that I never see a penny a day of my life. There is a very big distinction between those two types of scenarios, but they're called the same. They're treated the same. People get labeled the same as a result. But they did the shit to John Travolta. They tried to. And people were so ready to jump on that bandwagon until he went to court and had to find out the timelines didn't even match up and that person was lying sexual assault rape all of those things are 100% a problem and never in any way shape or form asked for I just only question when it comes down to certain interactions, what are the standards based off of what are the limitations and where is the line drawn? Because if it is a point where we got to verbalize everything, the world got a rude goddamn awakening. Very rude awakening. We see y'all party on a regular basis. Like, come on now. It trips trips me out. How, you know, the selective outrage and respectability, respectability politics, where it's like, once people catch wind of something, you know, they'll, they'll get on, they'll, you know, get on the bandwagon and just act all hoity-toity and puritan. Like, bitch, she was just getting folded like I was. Or in public. Or, or I may even flip the script on you. When you hear about the shit happening, but because the person got paid off, don't nobody want to talk about it no more. Or when the article or, or the report comes out about it, let's just go ahead and remove them from out their position. And it's like, okay, well, it's handled. Is it really? Is it really? Or, and, you know, because I'm from the streets and this podcast is called The Usual Suspects. I will be playing The Usual Suspect again. Let's Let's go to... The Cosby situation. Mm-hmm. Given the number, well, the the number that was reported to the rest of us that it was like up to forty women. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> While in that 40, I believe there are cases of him actually drugging women and taking advantage of women. Mm-hmm. I am also of the realistic belief that women went up there knowing what could possibly Cosby, happen. Huh? And what could possibly happen. Well, not, not even, I'm not even getting to the point that they knew that um, being knocked out cold or him slipping, you know, from him slipping stuff in their drink was a possibility. No, I don't. Right. No, I don't mean on that level. Okay, so what I'm saying is, and this is, I'm I'm still keeping in line with the Mike Tyson thing, and mm-hmm. you know the 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 party situ- the party theme where it's right. like. You know, or, you know, the the Paula Bill Clinton thing where it's like, we all know what you're going, like, why a man would call you up to the room. Mm-hmm. Not for no damn recipe, not to look at shit on Coles.com, like, none of that. Like, and it's Bill fucking Cosby. He He's, he's no Idris. He's far from Martin Luther King. Like, far from anything respectable, like, I can still look at him as the Cosby Show, uh, Ghost Dad, Leonard Part Six, and still Mm. see him as a predator, and still see him as, uh, you know, a comedian that has great impact on comedy right Mm -hmm. and still be realistic that we know what the hotel room is for right we we know there people go up there you know you just drop a name and when we'll go up there and both parties are aware and I'm sure that money played a part into keeping the silence mm-hmm. and they accepted payment and that once the money ran out, it's, oh, I'm this now. Like that's, that's still very much a reality too. Like, and that's not, that's not an indiv- that's not individual of you know the Bill Cosby thing. Like you know how they say that... with any power dynamic. And it's not right. like it's not like Bill Cosby is while Bill Cosby in his heyday or any time leading up <clears> to <throat> this had the the means and the ability to make roles happen. It's like these weren't actresses, though. Yeah. So 
looking at the 40 women and and I'll stay 10 toes down with this. It's like, yes, credible victims, like victims of sexual assault, victims of abuse, um, victims of being preyed upon, also victims, just all around victims. Yet also, what can, it's, it's still true is that some of those 40 women were being financed to keep silent and was well, well, was well aware of what the hotel room is for. And it's the eighties that, you know, partying and drugs and stuff is part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like sprinkling the word predator. And what people do with just that that part, that that word. Yeah. And it's like both both parties was both parties were there. But what were you gonna say? As far as what? I think you might have I'm sorry, I, I I was on a roll and I may have moved past, I may have move this yeah no you're good you said what no you're good go ahead (laughs) um and the the reason why i brought up bill cosby and say what i just said and why i'm going to be 10 toes down with anything i've said is that what's still very much true to this day is how much more we as a society take advantage of the narrative and and that you have people out here that as soon as they know that a man was part of the story that instantly he took advantage of her she had no idea she didn't know what was going on like there's already this ready-made narrative where that relies on this age-old thing that, you know, the man is strong and the women is weak, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, take him down and we're going to, and it's like, really? And then, you know, from, from all of that, you get a, you start to get a clearer picture of the internal stuff that people got against men or against women from their own history and it's like you're making this more about you and <clears> your <throat> mm. than the problem and there's more of you showing up in the room and you're making it more about you and it, it just becomes muddy and murky and it's like you guys do you guys do and say the most <clears throat> you know for performance and then you move on to the next thing and it's like what kind of justice are we really are we really about like justice for all or just justice for those concerned yeah 
This is why being the usual suspect is so much fun. Because I have no problem talking about the shit. And I don't give a goddamn for anybody that's listening about what you had to say about me. I'll say the shit. I'll say it to your face. <laughs> like, sir, I'm not Twitter famous. Or ma'am, I'm not Twitter famous. I don't even, even if you was, at the end of the day, I don't have to justify my opinion. My opinion is literally what it is. You do right. not have to accept it. You do not have to agree with it. That is perfectly fine. The same way you have your own. That's all it is. Because what, because what I'm well aware of, because I've I've seen it with my own eyes, is that at the end of the day, the people that have an opinion and the people that be, piggyback off of another person's op-ed piece, mm. don't give a shit about any of the parties involved. No. No. You just want to be part of the mob for attention. Mm-mm. Not here for that. But um and it it's and being my big age now, I, I've even looking back at stuff, this kind of shit growing up when they were like targeting like child uh TV show characters. Like, why at your big age are y'all like gathering in school gyms? Beating the shit out of a Barney doll. Oh um, my god! Listen, because it, it gets you uh, screen time. I'm assuming you watch that uh, that documentary. We watched it last week, and you know and what? You know that. what? You know what? We're not going to talk about it. But that's going to be a new episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because they just tried to do the same thing to Papa Pig. We look when matter mm-hmm. of fact. If you got time this week, we can talk about it on the I Refuse podcast. Um, but yeah, this is this Casey <clears throat> uh, Mr. Rap thing is was my opportunity to play the usual suspect because the way y'all are sprinkling these buzzwords like parsley into shit to take somebody yeah. down. Oh, trust yep. and believe, karma is a- alive and well. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And while he may, and while Kevin Spacey may face, is going to face other trials and other allegations and stuff, like it, it, it's got to be some kind of mental illness if you get gratification and some sense of empowerment and some sense of validity from escalating a weird situation to this level where it's ongoing you are playing with somebody else's life mm-hmm. Be- because here's the other thing part of that you ever notice that the people that speak out get start to get as much attention and get more opportunities? Of course. Well, right now, every damn thing and everybody are getting 
opportunities. Right. And it ultimately ends up blowing back in the public faces because of the recognition that you give to certain shit that does not need recognition. Case in point, how long has Michael Jackson been dead? Huh. And shit, man, BD was still a governor, so that says a lot. A lot. And pre pandemic, he got new charges. Yep. Like, how do you charge a dead person? And then on top of that, not only was he, not only did that happen, but the two people got TV coverage, got a documentary made. Got their little stupid ass career revived temporarily. Got screen time with Oprah. Mm-hmm. And, and all for what? To, to recount and before the and, documentary even came out, said that they lied. Right. And, and I think that's tell, probably what bothered everybody. Wanted to tell everybody, oh, they weren't paid. Bull motherfucking shit. Right. I think what bothered me the most was before it even came out, you admitted that you lied. But they still put that shit out there anyway. I refused to watch it. Listen, when you get to a point in your life as a grown-ass adult where you're like, you can't remember certain shit or the shit you're saying doesn't match up. Like, you said, allegedly, that the abuse happened when Michael Jackson had the, the railway system at the Neverland Ranch. But the years you were actually there, there was no railway system. Hmm. see listen and see and here's and here's the really sad part like this is after you built a career as a choreographer and mm-hmm. people liked you yeah I don't think people understand how much of a staple he was in it in pop culture then right we talking about choreography for Britney and them. You know what I'm saying? Like And trust and believe there was like a bunch of choreographers out at that time. Right. Like, but we remember your ass. You, yes. And you had a pretty healthy career in the heyday of the second pop arrival. And while we're talking about that, like, are we ready for the discussion that it wasn't Christina and Britney? That revive popped in the nineties. It was Brandy and Monica. Are we ready for that conversation? <laughs> no, I don't think they are. It was Brandy, Monica, and Aaliyah that revived uh, the pop in the nineties, mm-hmm. in the two thousands. Like, and let's keep it a buck. But you were saying, no, I'm just it. I don't. It, I just don't think that in that specific situation, the right people were held accountable for. Yeah, nobody holds like the liars accountable. Nobody holds the liars accountable. Nobody holds the people who know that the liars are the liars and still push the narrative accountable. 
nor do you, when all of that shit blow up, do they take accountability for their own actions. Like, it, it shouldn't take, because if you didn't get caught, you would keep pushing that bullshit. As long as it gets you whatever recognition or whatever it is, like, and and again, things like that. And then when the industry ends up throwing money behind me, you know what I mean? Like, it overshadows the people who really have experienced things, who aren't healing from them, and are screaming for help, and nobody is listening. Nobody listening. And mind you, these are people that have the world at their feet. Ouch. Who like this this rap guy? Like, you know, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Mm-hmm. I, I could try to do it exactly like Tyra Banks on Top Model, but <laughs> I won't be that loud right now because we've been going at it for almost two hours. Um, but no, it's just it's just a weird flex. When, because in this climate, I'm more conscious of it now than I've ever been before. Where, like, white people have cont- have continued generations for generations for generations, had the world at their feet, and yet they're playing. They get the they get the stage and take the opportunity to play like this and this is not about a race thing because this is clearly white on white okay like that's obvious that this rap Kevin Spacey thing is white on white Mm -hmm. but it's like you get to play with stuff like this and it's like no matter what you say or no matter what your opinion is the definition as clear as it is of sexual assault is still the same. Mm. And it's, it's worlds different than something that's weird or not understood. Um, and when the reality is, is that you have a choice throughout that whole evening, you had a choice and you've, you, my, my lovely co-host, has ra- have raised many of valid questions and points. Like, what the fuck is a teenager doing at an adult party anyway? Now, that could open up a whole door, like a whole Pandora's box. Because while that's nothing new, it does open a box of other scenarios or other like ideas as to what the hell kind of party was this? Um, Like what y'all doing up there on Broadway? Uh, um, Like it's all valid questions as to the why and the how. And it's, 
very much valid to question him, you know, rap more. Like, not even just about then, like 14, 16 years old. Like, you still have the power in this mm-hmm. situation. And, excuse me, and nothing in that story on both sides dictates otherwise. Right. Um, I walked away from the story now, just like I did when it first broke, where it was like, at the most, it's clear Kevin Spacey cannot handle his juice. Um, and he's very irresponsible and grabby. Yeah. And should he face his consequences? Of course. Right. Um, but also because we playing devil's advocate and usual suspect over here, these accusers or, you know, whatever you want to call them, you deserve to be questioned and put on, have your hands to the fire as long as the accused are. Because right. you plan. You plan with a lot more than just, with a lot more than you're aware of. Like, there are a lot of consequences beyond a person losing what <clears throat> you're playing with. Like, I could very much easily say this is, it's also uh, abusive at this point, like mentally abusive and emotionally abusive, the way you guys play with people's lives like this. Because you're also dealing with their mental health. You're also dealing with their health in general. Right. Like, to the point where the only okay place to be is at home. And not fuck with people, like, because yep. y'all, it, y'all are fucked. Y'all are fucked up out here. So, on that note, I'm Mister Fox, and I'm the Apex Sagittarius. Thank you for being a usual suspect with us. Look forward to more content on the usual suspects and also check out the I refuse podcast and the I refuse podcast after dark and we will catch you guys later. Night. This has been another great episode of the usual suspects. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the usual suspects, the I refuse podcast Refuse Podcast After Dark. We're also on Twitter at I Refuse Podcast. Here are the usual suspects. Stay tuned as the season develops as we tend to play the devil's advocate and we tend to play the usual suspects.